This is our second session on 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 6. We focused last time just on verse 3 and the connection between God and Father of our Lord Jesus and Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Let's read it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we're afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Father, as we tackle now verse 4 and its purpose clause and verse 6 with its amazing statement about our afflictions themselves being for other people's comfort, Teach us the weight of these things and the proper understanding and application of them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's focus first on this so that. The Father, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus, Father of mercies, God of all comfort, comforts us in all our affliction with a purpose so that we may be able to comfort. He turns the comforted into comforters. And my question is, why? Why does he stress that? Why does God design it that way? First, we notice the word for, because that's a, an explanation or a ground of why he does it. And what it says is, for as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Now, Christ's sufferings, he had not said that yet, who comforts us in our affliction, that we may be able to comfort others in any affliction. And now he, he's identifying these as we're sharing Christ's sufferings. Well, what we know about Christ's sufferings is that they were designed to bring salvation and comfort to other people. And so if we are sharing in them, that means surely that we are reenacting those, as it were, and thus our sufferings or our affliction become a means of other people's comfort or salvation. So that's the, the first reason or ground for why he says that our comfort is so that we may give comfort because our sufferings are sharing in Christ and his sufferings were designed to comfort others. Second observation. It says that uh, it's coming by God. We're comforted by or from God. It's coming from mercies, he's the God of mercy. So God, the Father, God, the God of Jesus, by mercies, through giving his, his Son, the Lord Jesus, through Christ, is granting us 
an abundant share of comfort as we share in Christ's sufferings. And when you ponder that, and you think about this word right here especially, it shows that this comfort that we have coming through Christ, from God, by mercy, is free. In other words, we didn't deserve this at all. And therefore, the very kind of comfort we are receiving is a merciful kind of comfort built into it. And therefore, if we experience it, we will be merciful people. It is inconceivable that we would receive this kind of comfort, merciful comfort from God and bottle it up and say to others, you may uh, go to hell while we enjoy our comfort. Thank you very much. It's inconceivable that anybody could be a Christian and feel that way. We have not tasted the comfort that is the merciful, merciful comfort that comes from God or by God through Christ if that's the way we feel. So that's the second uh, reason for why this so that is so central to God's purpose. And the, th the third reason, it comes from just pondering what we know from Acts 20, 35, where Paul says, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. So here come the words of the Lord Jesus how he himself said, it is more blessed, more joyful, more, more satisfying to give, that is to comfort, than to receive. To give comfort is more deeply satisfying or blessed than to just receive comfort. Now, if that's true, then when he comforts us so that we may be able to comfort, he's completing our joy. If he didn't instruct us and show us and model for us that comfort is to be overflowing with comfort for others, he would leave us like a dead sea getting all full of nice Jordan River comforts and they, they dry up, as it were, and become all salty, dead comforts reserved just for ourselves. So for those three reasons, I think we can marvel that the God of all comfort comforts us so that we may comfort. He doesn't just comfort us. He makes us comforters. And until our comfort makes us comforters, we probably don't know what the real comfort of Christ is. Now, one last set of observations from verse 6. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Now, right there, two things up the ante, up the stakes of what we've seen so far. If we just took the second half of verse 6, if we are comforted, it is for your comfort. That's nothing new. He's already said that. He comforts us so that we may be able to comfort. And that's restated here. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort. This says something very different. Here he says, not just that we are comforted for the comfort of others, we are afflicted for the comfort of others. 
In other words, God doesn't just begin his purpose after he sees that we are afflicted and says, now what am I going to do with that? Oh my goodness, here's some of my people who are afflicted. I must figure out what, what to do with this. Oh, I'll give them some comfort and make them comforters. That's not what he says. This is, we are afflicted with a purpose. The purpose is, it is for your comfort. It's not just the comfort that is for your comfort. Comfort so that you may comfort. Now it's afflicted so that you may comfort, which means God's purpose began way back here. His design in our affliction is that we may then taste comfort and thus be comforted with the comfort with which we are comforted. One more thing. And salvation. He hadn't said that yet. That's new. We are afflicted. Apostles are afflicted. Pastors are afflicted. Sunday school teachers are afflicted. Parents are afflicted. So that in receiving comfort from God, they may share it with their children, with their pupils, with their flock. We are afflicted so that we might give comfort and salvation because one of the great threats to perseverance, to final salvation, is that we despair in our sufferings. How many people have been afflicted and have given up on God because their afflictions are so terrible? They say, I'm, I'm done. I, I, can't, I can't live with this God anymore. And they leave him and therefore fail to attain salvation. And Paul is saying, I have ordained that shepherds and apostles and parents and teachers and friends undergo affliction so that if we are afflicted, we might be able then, speaking out of our affliction into the misery and, and suffering of others, bring them comfort. And in that very comfort, Give them the strength to persevere and attain final salvation. If you think about this passage, the implications it has for every area of life and every small or big kind of suffering is simply enormous. May God give you the grace to apply it to yourself where it fits you best.